0: Hello and welcome to Macintosh and Mod Haven't Seen What? The podcast where Macintosh and Mod force each other to watch movies they should have already seen. I'm David, aka Macintosh.
1: And I'm Diana, aka Mod. What are we watching this week? Kingsman the Secret Service. This is in preparation for the Kingsman the Golden Circle that we'll be going to see here in a few weeks.
0: But you'll it'll be like we saw it just just two seconds after this.
1: I know right?
0: Yeah.
1: it's the magic of editing. Um, Okay, so the synopsis for this film is A spy organization recruits an unrefined but promising street kid into the agency's ultra-competitive training program just as a global threat emerges from a twisted tech genius Uh, It came out in 2014 It was directed by Matthew Vaughn and written by Jane Goldman, Matthew Vaughn, and... Others And others
0: (laughs) I mean, Matthew Vaughn's the name to go with there Mm Mm-hmm and I think the only thing we have to say besides that is kick ass.
1: Oh yeah. Which is great.
0: And there's some other stuff. I'm trying to remember some of the other things he's done. Um uh, looks like X X Men First Class.
1: Yeah, he's I mean he's and done a lot this, of really cool stuff. And
0: then before this, he was a he was a guy Ritchie producer guy, I think.
1: That sounds right.
0: I think he was in with the the Guy Ritchie crew and worked on Lockstock and things like that. I'm pulling it up now, so why don't you...
1: Um, okay, so this movie yeah, came out about three years ago. I thought it looked like fun, but it wasn't a movie I wanted to pay money for. And I was home sick, not feeling good one day, and this was on HBO, so I was like, I'll watch that. And it was really fun! And I was excited when I saw the sequel was coming out. I was like, I don't want to see that! The first one was fun. The new one's got more cast members that I think look adorable. I love Channing Tatum, and he's going to be in it. Of course. And uh, Paolo Pascal. I have to look that up. He's in there. So I wanted to see that. And so you were like, well, I got to see the first one if we're going to see the second one. Yeah. So that's why we're doing this double feature. This isn't really a... It's not in keeping with our usual standard of, like, you should have seen this already. This is just, you know, fun. Let's talk about a movie.
0: So let me tag on to this. I I, I looked through the credits.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: His first movie was Layer Cake. That's his big oh, claim to fame. Oh,
1: okay. That's one with Daniel Craig.
0: That broke through Daniel Craig uh-huh. to America, though Daniel Craig had been doing stuff for a while before that. Yeah. Um, and he was a producer on Lockstock and Snatch. So he was part of the Guy Ritchie crew.
1: I remember when we discovered Snatch. It's such a... oh man. That was like my whole senior year of high school was just these two guys constantly... ugh.
0: Just Brad Pitt as a pikey. All those guys. I'll never forget that. And Don Cheadle in that movie is mm-hmm. freaking amazing. Also, Jason Statham doing almost no action sequences. <laughs> He's so good at that movie. Um, um, but he also... The second movie was Stardust. Your favorite movie ever <laughs> it's not
1: my favorite movie ever but that was one of those movies where we went into it and I, I I had seen the preview but I I was so surprised by how much I loved that film
0: it's it's the new Princess bride it really is
1: it is it's adorable you know it's adventure it's a little bit of romance I I yeah. love that movie. I had, I remember I was so in the mood to watch it and it wasn't streaming anywhere. And I was like, I'm buying this. And then like a week after I bought it, it showed up on Netflix. <laughs> I was and,
0: and now he's, he's bought back into the, I mean, he's got his own, his own studio company, Marv, and now he's bought back into some of the more violent stuff. So he started with kick ass, then X-Men first yeah. class, mm-hmm. and now the two Kingsman movies. So he's just sort of running with this style it's Which not- is is part and parcel of that British, mm-hmm. gritty, streetwise type filmmaking. Mm-hmm. But right. big, with a big action budget.
1: Yeah. I mean, they definitely did not skimp on the action on this one. Nope. Okay. So the big names you'll know in this movie are Colin Firth. Yes. Samuel L. Jackson.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: you might know Mark Strong, who was in Stardust.
0: I mean, you should know Mark you Strong.
1: Uh, Mark Hamill has a little thing in there.
0: Luke Skywalker himself. Uh, uh, I... He's so funny in yeah. this movie.
1: Michael Caine. Yep. And then the lead character uh, is played by Taryn Egerton. Eggsy. Eggsy. Please, Eggsy. Okay. So, what part do you want to talk about first?
0: Hey, your movie. What did you... you like about this movie? What did I like about the movie? um the britishness of it it is
1: very british
0: in a way that for a major for a major studio movie which this really was because this at first when i saw the trailer for this i thought oh this is this is something very British that they just sort of imported over. Mm-hmm. That I thought he had gone and done this movie in England, mm-hmm. which is how, hap- I mean, that's how Layer Cake and Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch and all those made their way over here. Snatch, maybe a little less so, but mo- all that other stuff had been just they did it in England, it was really popular, and they sort of exported it over. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's what this was. Mm-hmm. Not realizing af- until I saw it this time that was like, oh no, they had a legit Hollywood budget to make a Hollywood movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so I think what's really cool about it is it has that British feel and it doesn't shy away from any of those things, but it's done with a true budget. Yeah. Um, I mean the casting is very very good. Mm-hmm. All of these people are not only are, are not only you know good actors in their own right, but then they're also really good in the roles they're cast in.
1: Yes, I think um, Taron Egerton and uh, Colin Firth are good.
0: They have perfect mismatched chemistry. Yeah,
1: they're mismatched, but not too much. No, which is great.
0: Colin Firth plays completely against any expectation.
1: Well, he, he's you know no, he actually plays you know his very standard, stuffy, Englishman. But then when he unleashes the secret agent part of himself, it's insane. And yes, and according to the trivia, he did about eighty percent of his own stunts.
0: Which is also that's a lot for a guy who's not known for doing stunts in movies. Yes, and. And I think that's probably one of the things that attracted him to the role. I'm sure they went out and they probably asked him and he was like, I'm sold. I never get to do this.
1: <laughs> I particularly love Mark Strong. He plays the I guess the Q role, yep. if we're comparing this to a Bond film.
0: And they're all, I mean, that's something we could say. They're all named, except for a couple of the characters that we see. They're named after Knights of the Round Table.
1: Well, they have their actual name and then their code name, right? Um, and so, yeah, they're the Knights of the Round Table.
0: So Colin Firth is Galahad,
1: and um, the so kind of what starts this movie is Exy, his father was a Kingsman, yeah, and he got killed, and he saved the life of Colin Firth's character, Harry Hart, and another agent whose name is, we don't find out his real name, he goes by Lancelot. Right. Well, you know, and so years later, Lancelot gets killed. So now there's an opening in the agency to replace that agent. And Eggsy is kind of a street thug. And he gets himself in trouble, and he has this favor that he can call in from this old gift that he got as a baby from Harry. Yeah. But he doesn't know who it is. He just knows, hey, if I say this, it'll, it's like his get out of jail free card. Well, he actually uses it to get out of jail free. And that's how he gets lined up in present day with the Colin Firth character. Yeah. And, and as his way of repaying his father, Harry um, gets Eggsy into the running for this Lancelot position
0: because Harry, Harry sees something in the kid. Yeah. I mean it. It's it's the very it's the very typical. Uh, they they bring up the joke of My Fair Lady or Trading Places, and it really is that in a Bond movie.
1: Yeah, it 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 it's that, and it's you know the underdog story. Like he doesn't look or talk or act um like the other candidates
0: all the Um, other candidates are from oxford mm -hmm. cambridge high-end class schools and i think that's one interesting thing about this movie it plays on class which is something that's so foreign to american movies you know we don't talk about class in america at all but in britain it's a fact of life
1: oh absolutely and
0: so you can hit at those issues even for american audiences and you don't. It, it's something that we don't talk about, but it's still there. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's just awesome that they were just like. It's just awesome that they're like, oh, cool. You know, we're just gonna we're just gonna say it and not worry about it.
1: Yeah, that's a fun bit. Um, okay. So, what did you think about the action? Because it's filmed a little differently.
0: Um, I was looking at the trivia there, and I and I saw that. One of the one of the key things is in all of the sequences, the camera is always centered. At no point does your eye have to move from the center mm-hmm. of the frame. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's disorienting. Yes. I don't. It works at some points and doesn't at others.
1: Okay. So the first time I watched this movie, it was weird. Yes. And it was very disorienting. Watching it the second time, knowing that everything is in the center and focusing on the center, it looks very cool because it's more of a POV. It's almost like being in a video game.
0: Yeah. And they've... And that's a really cool effect. There was a movie called Indestructible Hairy or something like that. I don't know. It came out recently. And the whole thing, that whole movie was filmed in a point of view perspective. Hmm. That was that was just this one action movie that came out. So there's been there's been some experimentation with that, and some of that's technology that's that's emerged from mm-hmm. experiments like that. Um, so I I would bet that you know Matthew Vaughn, being the savvy producer that he is, was probably aware of that. It was like I want to use this from a movie. Um,
1: it's still pretty cool. It's
0: it's cool. I think you know we see it early on, mm-hmm. and I think it's just like why are we doing this? The one scene where it works perfectly is in the church scene.
1: Yes, there's a there's a big fight in a church that. Yeah. Pretty extensive, but it's cool.
0: I'm not giving anything away, but yeah, I mean, there's just this giant, giant fight, okay. and in that scene, because of the because of what the plot is at that point and mm-hmm. what's supposed to be going on that disorienting feel of being centered on the one character mm-hmm. works. That's just other times I'm just like I would just much rather see the scope of the fight. I think that's mm-hmm. the thing is, I'm you're you're focusing on one person right now. I would like to see what's going on all around here.
1: I think if they had slowed it down a little bit,
0: yes. that could have helped. Cuz that's the other thing. He speeds up the frame mm-hmm. like crazy when he's doing it. And I was just like this, it felt like the direct. It felt like the DP was just going crazy to go crazy. He wanted to use some crazy effects, and the cinematographer was just doing it to do it. It's like okay, yeah. so it's just like unless there's a purpose to do that, mm-hmm. don't.
1: <laughs> no, I agree.
0: If there's if there's a reason for you to tell the story that way, go for it. But don't just do camera tricks to do camera tricks. Mm-hmm. So and sometimes it felt like that. Maybe it was a conscious choice. I just felt weird about it. Okay. Now, what did you think of the villain?
1: Um.
0: Which is the legendary Samuel L. Jackson.
1: I liked him. Yes. I thought it was a different role from him. Slightly. Uh, I mean, he's played bad guys before, of course, but this is more of a clean cut bad guy and he made a very deliberate acting choice to have a lisp yes which is very also very disorienting coming from him
0: he made like two or three specific character choices
1: that's the one that i felt was most most disorienting
0: it was and i think what what's really interesting about him is in all of his other villain roles or most other roles he's a very active character he's incredibly passive as a character in this movie, that's what's so interesting about it.
1: Yeah, but I think that's because in this movie he also is a very prominent henchman or henchwoman. Yes. In Gazelle. Um, it's, this isn't spoiling anything because it's in all the previews, but um, Gazelle is his assistant who has prosthetic legs that are also knives or swords.
0: Their they're, weapons. they're basically samurai swords. She can cut through anything with the prosthetics.
1: Yes. And I i love that idea. I don't think they utilized it
0: very well in this film. So I read, you, you've seen some of the trivia. They had yeah. cast a few people. They started by offering it to Oscar Pistorius. And in the original comic, it—it it is a male.
1: Yes. And...
0: He turned this, it down.
1: This was all before the drama with
0: his girlfriend. With
1: his girlfriend. Um, so that's a good thing. <laughs> um.
0: And then they also had offered to a um, a amputee snowboarder, oh. a Paralympian. Oh, I not um, that. And she and they... They were, taken, they, they, they were taken too long to get started. She had signed on to do it. Okay. And then um, she had to back out because competitions were coming before they could get started filming. Oh. So that's when they went to Sofia Batella.
1: Okay. Well, I do like that they tried to get someone who did wear prosthetics.
0: I think the idea was they were going to... It would have been really interesting to see somebody who naturally understood prosthetics mm-hmm. to see how they physicalized that role. Yes. But um, she's... but she, To she's give not, her credit... She's
1: not bad. I just feel like I, I would have liked to have seen more tricks. And I think I would have, honestly, because this is a spy movie and there's gadgets involved, I would have liked to see different prosthetics.
0: Yeah, that's what I would have... I, I could say that. The other part of it is, I think that comes back to that action filming, is that you miss a lot of what she's doing because she's almost always in the periphery. She's no. not the focus of the scenes.
1: No, that's not it. Okay. And but, she
0: does slice a guy in half.
1: True. Um, yeah, I don't know. that's just the only thing I would have liked more from her. But it's still good.
0: Um. We get Michael Caine being a total British asshole.
1: Yeah, that's fine. I love Michael Caine. I'm going to be so sad when he dies. <sighs> I love him.
0: He just does stuff most amazing man in the world who will talk about, why did you do that movie with Steven Seagal? I bought another yacht with it.
1: (laughs) Okay. So... I don't really have anything else. This movie's just... It's a fun spy movie.
0: It's got lots of good humor in it.
1: Good humor, some fun gadgets. Um... It's a, it's a good R, too. It was interesting because after we saw, you know, if this movie can be R-rated, why couldn't RoboCop?
0: I know. It's, because
1: they say the F word a lot in this movie.
0: And there is what what really gives it that R, you know, setting aside the language, which was going to happen. Because some of the violence. It, the viol- it, well, there's blood. If, yep. there's, if there's blood, it's going R. And that's the thing is... That, that was my thing with RoboCop. Mm-hmm. You need the blood. That's one of the key things. You, need you don't the... need
1: a lot, but you need some. Well,
0: you need it because you need to understand the stakes.
1: Okay. okay. With the RoboCop one, if RoboCop, when Alex Murphy died, if he had been a bloody mess, that could have been the only time they had the blood. They could have gotten away with it.
0: I think even so...
1: No, because then the the robot, because he's so precise... The killings aren't messy.
0: I mean maybe. I, I,
1: you know what I mean. It just I'm trying to justify it, I'm trying to make it better. No, I just <laughs> I can't say Robocop. I just can't. The the
0: thing the thing about it is is that it the original was known for being as gory as it was. You should have just gone ahead and done it. Instead of trying to pander down and, and get more people to see the movie. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, honestly what happened. Maybe. <laughs> it was just studio execs going, well, we need more people to be able to come watch this thing. And then we can market it.
1: Well, that's dumb. I know, Why is right? it always about money? Oh, wait, it's all about money.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, the, I think, I think uh, key, like I said, one of the coolest things I think about this movie is it's unapologetically niche it's unapologetically of its of its own thing it's of its own tone and feeling yeah and that's what's really cool about it that doesn't happen so much anymore in these big budget movies so to see that and to see them get away with it is awesome which means yeah. it's awesome that they're going to get a sequel out of it mm
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm really excited about the sequel. Okay, I looked it up. the The guy I really like, who's in the sequel, The Golden Circle, is Pedro Pascal. Uh, he played Oberyn on Game of Thrones, <laughs> which I love that character, and I really like that actor, so I'm excited. So he's going to be in that one along also- with Channing Tatum and Jeff Bridges. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just ready to go to a nice spy shoot 'em up movie.
0: It's if you need a good Stuff mindless fun. shoot 'em up fun action movie it's it's, it's fantastic it's great.
1: and actually right now we um we usually rent ours through Amazon and it was just two dollars more to buy it, so we bought it it was five bucks
0: all right, so start it
1: I'm gonna go three and a half
0: okay uh
1: because it's a lot of fun, yeah. And I will. We bought it, so I'm gonna watch it again. And we're gonna go. So we want to see the second one. It was good enough to want to see the next one.
0: I'll give it the same rating, three and a half stars. You know, yeah, that's
1: the highest rating we've given to a movie. <laughs> <at> <laughs> to all. get it
0: to get it to like a four and a four and a half, you know, we're we're <laughs> having to get into some some even better storytelling mm-hmm. or something completely mind blowing in some ways. Um, this is a what's what's so great about this movie is that it sets out to do something and it does it and executes it, it exactly what it how it needs to Yeah. Roger Ebert might have given it four stars because of that that was his standard
1: well Roger Ebert was he's gone
0: he is gone So
1: he can't read it first.
0: but that's one of the always great things I I took from him was like yeah. take a movie on its own merit that's fair. Treat you know, if you're going to see a schlocky horror movie, don't expect it to be more than a schlocky horror movie, and then if it is more than that, then you can be excited. That's fair. But you know, if it if it fulfills its purpose, you shouldn't be you know degrading it.
1: Yeah, IMDb rating is seven point seven out of ten
0: for the 7. users.
1: Yeah, and that Which, that's that's about what we're at.
0: And it's got like sixty something on the Rotten the, Tomatoes or Metacritic, is how they. IMDB does their stuff, but like, it's no, got a it's got a 50- they put
1: the
0: No, they use Metacritic. It's got a okay. fifty eight and I'm sure there were people who were just like, Oh, this is a you know stupid action movie. But you know, for the most part, I think people are just like, it's just a good good decent movie, man. Oh wait. What'd you get?
1: Apparently there's a scene after the credits. Well Oh wait, no, that's the scene we saw. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Never mind people. False alarm. <laughs>
0: Oh, and it is a little on the longer side. I'll say that. It is a two-hour movie.
1: Yeah, but that's okay. It doesn't feel two hours. No. It yeah. A lot of that is
0: a, a lot of that. I think is the style. They let things sit a little bit.
1: They let move it sit, and then I think like some of those action sequences they push through, them so you weren't like slogging along with a bunch of people beating them up for a while. just like let's do this. The soundtrack's also great. Yeah, there's some great music in there. So yeah, three point five. Yeah, three point five stars. All right. All right, let's go see the other one.
0: All right. All right, so tying up this little double feature into a mm-hmm. knot, we saw Kingsman, the Golden Circle. Yep. Brand new.
1: Brand new. We got same players as last time, Taron Egerton, Colin Firth, Mark Strong, but this time we added Channing Tatum...
0: Jeff Bridges. Julianne
1: Moore. Uh, What's... Oh, man. They don't have this in order. Halle Berry. Halle Berry. And an amazing cameo by Sir Elton John. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is worth the price of admission. Oh, and my boy Pedro Pascal, who's awesome. Yeah. I love him.
0: Well, let's... we, We just laid out all the cast, but let's... Yeah. Let's get into... Synopsis says, When their headquarters are destroyed and the world is held hostage, the Kingsman's journey leads them to the discovery of an allied spy organization in the U.S. These two elite secret organizations must band together to defeat a common enemy. hmm I mean, it's, it's the same as the first one. I
1: mean, it's not the same. It does have a different plot. Yeah. Like, let's be clear. So it's not the same.
0: The... <laughs> It's the same in the in the essence of we're we're dealing with it's a, a shoot 'em up s- action movie. Yeah, it's a spy
1: shoot 'em up. Um, it's awesome. I actually thought this one was better than the first one.
0: I thought it was f- fine. I like the first one a little bit better. Okay. Plot wise.
1: Okay. But see, I like this one because one of the things I didn't like about the first one is I don't feel like they went enough in on the gadgets, and they did a lot more gadgets and like cool trickery this time.
0: So Q is your favorite thing of anything in the Bond, sh- Bond movies, isn't it? You like the quartermasters.
1: I do like the quartermasters. Um, I love their names. So the American for, uh, agency is called the Statesman, and their business is liquor. Whiskey. Whiskey, for sure. So, all of their agents have liquor uh, names. So, Channing Tatum is tequila. (laughs) Pedro Pascal is whiskey. uh, Jeff Bridges is the head of it. He's champagne, but he goes by champs. And then their quartermaster is called Ginger Ale, Mm -hmm. which is adorable.
0: And it's Halle Berry. It's
1: Halle Berry, which is a fun role for her. Yeah. She's enough to play that type of character, and she did a really good job. It was really cute. And when her and Merlin, uh, played by Mark Strong, are together, they t- they've got some good banter. Yeah. It's very cute. I love Mark Strong. Though, I don't I'm have to go back and look, but his teeth bothered me. He is a very... Uh, he In this movie, he had a very jagged front tooth, and I don't know that I've seen that before in any of his other films. And it bugged me.
0: I don't know. I've, not that, I've,
1: not that like messed up teeth bug me. It's just this is the first time I've seen it on him, and so that's why it threw
0: me off. The funny thing is, I've been recently obsessed with him because he did this. They they showed clips of it at the Tonys. He did this adaptation of Death of a Salesman. Which just oh looked,
1: yeah,
0: or no, it was was it the
1: crucible it was The crucible it was and, the, it, and it, it looked amazing, and I hate the crucible because i don 't like Arthur Miller.
0: It was a super European um adaptation. These guys from Denmark, I want to say that sounds about right did a very um deep European modernist version of a couple of Miller mm. plays, and my God, they looked amazing cool, cool. Uh, but anyway I, I, he's he 's so good um you know it's, it 's I felt like it was more of the same. We talked about this movie is probably a good twenty or thirty minutes too long. Yeah, they. There's a whole bunch of just stuff. There, there feels like, like a bunch of things. It's like an action things.
1: sequence, and then an action sequence, and then an action sequence. Now, granted, they're all good, but there was maybe one segment too many. Yeah, we we didn't we didn't need it. Um. The the bad guy is. Uh, Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore, it's great.
0: I think one of the better performances I've seen her in. I think it's because it's like it's like when we saw Clive Owen and shoot him up, which is an incredibly dumb movie, but it's so much fun to watch him in.
1: (laughs) Um, because
0: he's just having fun. I think
1: like Halle Berry, this is not the type of role she's gotten to do.
0: Um, I would totally disagree.
1: What else is she... Oh. X-Men? <laughs> no, Halle Berry plays a very different person. She's Storm. She plays very... Si- Storm is very serious in those movies. I mean, she gets a couple jokes. But this was more lighthearted. And same thing with Julianne Moore. She's playing an evil henchman, or henchwoman. And she's a little maniacal. And I just... This is the first time I remember seeing her do this. She's always
0: great in everything. Well, she was also in Die Another Day. I do not seen that. Mm. The, have you not seen any of the original Bond films? <laughs> no. What?
1: Like, I've seen bits of them. Oh my
0: gosh, now we have a whole we can have a whole sub podcast of making you watch Bond movies.
1: Uh that that podcast is called James Bonding and is one of the eight thousand ones that is hosted by Matt Myron. Okay, well
0: that's gonna be our own separate project that we may or may not podcast. No, because
1: I'll die. You won't. My first James Bond was Pierce Brosnan. I'll just
0: make you. I'll just make you watch like the good ones.
1: I like. I've seen one or two of the Sean Connery. I think I saw the Roger Moore. I don't
0: know.
1: Where I, because they used to play those on TV. Oh, and
0: of course, Halle Berry knows comedy because that's what she did earlier in her career. She did Jungle Fever and BAPS and. I I know that Flintstones.
1: Come on! Oh yeah,
0: she was in Flintstones. She was
1: the secretary for Colin McLaughlin.
0: <laughs> it's been so long since I've seen I that movie. I was like eight three. when that movie came out. I saw that in theaters. Yeah, me too. Wow.
1: that's Okay. Anyways, so this movie is
0: awesome. I would say it's good. I'm not going to say awesome.
1: I mean, I'm going to want to own this one too. I think I put the other one at like a 3.5 on a ratings, yeah. and I would put this at a 3.5. Uh, like I enjoyed it just as much
0: I felt it suffered from sameness
1: that's fair
0: it 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 touches on some of those things however there's incredibly great moments
1: there's some great moments I I have to say uh, Pedro Pascal does a perfect perfect southern accent that he does not falter on at all and his lasso tricks are amazing like, I know there's other people doing it. I know it's interspersed, but the scenes, he did a good job faking it.
0: Um, Colin Firth has some very interesting acting in this, I would say. There's not a whole lot we can say about the characters without spoiling it for you guys, so we're just going to have a hint around like the, the things that are different, but I feel like almost everybody gets a chance to play against type.
1: They each get some, some moments where they get to play against what they did in the first movie. For sure. for Of those three, um, which is nice.
0: Um, but also, I mean, for the actors who are brand new, it's they all feel slightly against type of the actor mm-hmm. doing it. Maybe. Julianne Moore's never just gone full cartoonishly evil villain before. I know, and that's why it was super fun. I know.
1: <laughs> and Elton John is just amazing. Oh, God. Like...
0: It's so good. It's
1: amazing. I was so happy.
0: We also get Dumbledore in there.
1: Oh, yeah. I knew it was Dumbledore. I just... they
0: There's a new Arthur for Michael the Kingsmen, Gammon. and Michael Gambon shows up.
1: Yeah, he's the new Arthur.
0: There's a there's a few other, like, random... I mean, the,
1: all the Kingsmen getting killed is in the trailer, so you know that happens.
0: Yeah, and um, special shout-out to uh, Bruce Greenwood as the president for being a maniacally comical... Douchebag. Uh,
1: yeah, who is totally... They're totally hinting at Trump on that one.
0: I don't know. They uh-huh. did.
1: That tie. It's the tie.
0: Okay, but they're also... They're also really hinting at George Bush.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: and it's a little throw-off, so... I have to look. What's well, funny, sure- uh, funny
1: about Matt, uh, Greenwood is that he's played the president three different times. This was in the trivia. <laughs> he And he could never actually be president, because he's Canadian. Yeah.
0: <laughs> times. He's also that's one guy who's just in so many movies and really good in lots of those movies.
1: Yeah, he's he's great.
0: He's had some leads too at some point.
1: I'm trying to think what else.
0: He's the captain in Star Trek. We had that one recently.
1: Oh yeah. Um, 147
0: credits on there, so he is a working actor for sure.
1: Yeah, he's been a background guy a lot.
0: Yeah, you could scroll down the list and just like if it was a rather decent or large scale movie he was in it somewhere.
1: Mhm. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that was really uh, The music's pretty good
0: again. Mm-hmm. They had fun with the music. Had a lot of fun with the music. Um I Maybe it was because we had just seen the the first one and I was a little more ready for those action sequences mm-hmm. but I felt like they worked better.
1: They didn't do the same trick with the with the until you get to one there's one action scene where they sp- where they centered crank- all of it
0: what they centered and they cranked up the Mhm the rate frame on it um
1: well because the previous one they they centered everything so it was like the first person shooter game so you literally just stare at the middle and everything comes in and out for you you don't have to follow it there's only one uh fight scene that follows that or at least i felt that it did everything else was fine but maybe i was just prepared for it better
0: i think i i honestly think that's what it was because there was it still felt like that was going on but i was like okay cool i know what i'm looking at here um
1: that's a lot so of, great.
0: A lot more CGI,
1: uh, I felt, because I, they were
0: doing bigger things.
1: Well, okay, but that's also because of the lasso.
0: It wasn't just, I mean... So
1: there was a lot more aerial stuff that had to happen. For
0: me, the first the first sequence in the movie, the first action sequence in the movie, it's noticeable that they're doing a whole bunch of that. Because there's such an epic sweep on what they're showing in that scene. Oh, uh, the
1: car? Yeah. Well, you see a portion of the car in the trailer as well, too. So, eh. I was okay with it because you've got a lot of gadgety stuff going on there, and I like all the gadgets.
0: Um, but there's a ton of there's a ton of really there's a ton of great actors in the movie, and then yes. they're all getting a chance to do something. I believe there are five
1: Oscar winners.
0: Interesting, <laughs> that's crazy.
1: It's kind of nuts considering the type of movie. Like it's not an insult to in the movie; it's just kind of funny. I uh,
0: I think it's a testament. Some of it's a testament to Matthew Vaughn and his reputation. Hmm. I mean, both as a director who's made just really good action movies, mm-hmm. and then also as a producer who sort of revolutionized stuff in a, in the genre. Him, him being a lead producer with Guy Ritchie on Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch, that sort yeah, of brought oh, an yeah. entirely new thing to Hollywood. Sure. An entirely new style of gangster movie. Yeah. The funny gangster movie.
1: <laughs> well... It's fine. Yeah. You should go see it. All right. That's it for this episode. Please take a moment to review and rate us on iTunes. And for questions and comments, drop us an email at macintoshandmod at gmail.com.